You're listening to CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and how we do it, call toll-free 1-866-928-3310 and we'll send you out a no-obligation information kit absolutely free. 866-928-3310 The CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phones, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. Over 85,000 titles. Choose from mystery, romance, religion, science, technology, business, New York Times bestsellers, even children's books. You name it, Audible has it. With 85,000 titles to choose from, you're sure to find the perfect audiobook for yourself or to give as a gift, and it's absolutely free. Just point your browser to audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. That's audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. And become a part of the audiobook revolution by downloading your free audiobook today. AudibleTrial.com forward slash CFRN. Hey, trader, want to get rich quick? Well, good luck with that. If, on the other hand, you actually want to learn how to trade, the place to be is www.cfrn.net. Tune in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, for our daily devotional, and then spend the next three hours learning how it's done from professional traders who actually trade for a living. That's www.cfrn.net. Every trading day from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro, and even T-bills. Joining us today from our studios in Boston, Mr. Michael Bork. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Friday, 22nd day of January, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you can't see the screen I have up, 
go to our homepage at cfrn.net on the right-hand side of the page. Click the big microphone, follow the instructions, you'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. When you join that way, you'll also have access to the chat box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Now, we are streaming live, but if you're listening to this after the fact as a podcast on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, if you want to be able to see the charts, we provide both a podcast and a vodcast. So if you're on iTunes or any other podcatcher, you can just listen to the audio. If you want to see the charts, go to youtube.com slash CFRN youtube.com slash CFRN. Same show, same broadcast. One has video, the other doesn't. Okay. Now, on days that you're out of your office and away from your desktop during the live broadcast, you can point any internet connected browser to CFRN.net slash live. There you'll find a live real-time simulcast of the show as it unfolds. You just won't have access to the chat box. And of course, we do stream live during this show at youtube.com slash CFRN. You'll also find archived there over 1,600 daily shows. So with that, let's open with a word of prayer. Now, earlier in the week, we prayed for our outgoing president. And then the next day, we prayed for our incoming president. Yesterday, we prayed for Congress. Today, we're going to pray for our state leaders. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your blessings, your mercy, and your grace. I continue to pray for my friend and pastor, Coney, and his son, Ryan, that they would be healed by the power of your spirit. And today, God, we come before you to pray for our state leaders, just as you gave wisdom to Moses to appoint elders among the Israelites, you blessed our founders with the wisdom to divide our country into individual states. You have empowered our governors and state legislators to make laws and decrees which manage our daily lives, make our lives safe, and protect us from federal government overreach. We pray for our governors and our state legislatures Please give strength and wisdom to them and guide their decisions. And may they always put love first. Surround them with people from all walks of life and many backgrounds. Bring to them people of high moral character and spiritual maturity. Among the many voices which cry out to them every day, may they hear your voice above all others. As we look to our governors for assurance and guidance, especially in times of crisis, inspire them and speak through them by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Happy Friday, guys. Here it is, 22nd day of January, 2021. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. These are the cash markets. The indices, as they're called. We'll start here in the U.S. Currently, 
the Dow down 111 points. Let me refresh this data. There we go. Dow down 108 points. NASDAQ down 14. S&P 500 down 7. And the Russell 2000 down 3. In the commodity basket, crude oil down 62 cents, trading 52.51 last. That's a drop of a little over 1%. Gold down $10.80, trading 18.55.10 last. Silver down 29 cents, trading 25.56 last. And that's a drop of a little over 1%. The Asian markets at the close. Nikkei posted a loss of 125 points. The Shanghai dropped 14. The Hang Seng fell 479 points. That's a little over 1.5%. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE down 20. DAX down 32. CAC down 31. That gives us a red day in Asia, a red day in the UK, and it's a not so big but still red radio friday here in the us of a with that we'll kick it over to michael and get a recap of everything that happened this morning in the live training room after that i'll come back and we'll talk about the concierge trade alerts from last night the logic 247 alerts we'll kind of recap everything that's happened this week with the alerts and then at 1.30, that will be the final 30 minutes of today's show, we'll talk to Sean Maloney about G999 and what it means to burn your coins and why would you want to burn something you just bought? Hmm, we'll find out in the final 30 minutes of today's show. And Michael, I'm guessing you're not quite ready, so let me bring up a daily chart. Here's what we got going on on the daily. Yesterday's high, new all-time historic intraday high, new all-time historic closing high. This was an all-time historic closing high. This was an all-time historic closing high. Inauguration day. Here's yesterday. Last night in the workshop, we discussed price being below the low of yesterday and that if price dropped, the initial place that we would anticipate finding support would be at Blue and Climbing. And as you can see, price did exactly that. It came right down to Blue and Climbing, which just so happened to be a weekly trading zone at 38.15 slash 16. That's where we dropped to. And here's the bounce. On the daily chart, whenever we identify these major areas for support and resistance, even if they don't ultimately hold, they're almost always good for a bounce. So we bounced off blue and climbing. If price gets below blue and climbing, then the next logical spot will be at the daily BBC right here, which is currently trading 3770. Uh, when we put in this all-time historic high, you can see that price did exactly that. It came back to blue and climbing, caught a nice bounce, which ultimately the bounce did not hold, which took us to the daily BBC, 
And we rallied from roughly 37.40 up to the new all-time high at 38.60. So that's about a 120-point S&P bounce, which is 1,200 Dow points. This, what we're looking at right here, right now, could potentially be the high for a while. Now, a lot will depend upon how we close today. If we close above yesterday's low, that's bullish. So we'll be neutral coming into the open Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. If we close below yesterday's low, that's bearish. And if something dramatic were to happen between now and the close today, and we found ourselves below blue and climbing, that would be extremely bearish, and we would anticipate a sell-off Sunday night that takes us back to the daily BBC. If the daily BBC doesn't hold after a bounce, it will give us a bounce first, most assuredly. But if it doesn't hold, then the 24% Fibonacci retracement, that's the shallowest Fib retracement, is sitting down here at 3706 and a half. And I think I hear Michael, so with yes. that, let's kick it over to Michael and get a recap okay. of everything that happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll be All back. Right. We'll cover the alerts, concierge, analogic, and then at 1.30, we'll talk to Sean. Take it away, Michael. Thanks. Okay, here we go. Uh, there. All right, you should okay. be looking at my Got screen. It. Locked and loaded. All right, here we go, guys. Good afternoon, everyone. Today's Friday, the 22nd day of January 2021. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Today, in crude, we made 24 ticks. In gold, we made 21 ticks. And on the ES, we made 8. That put us at plus 550 on the morning session. Oh, I forgot to say, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you'll read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Um, today, it took one minute and one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, $100 a contract. and took a total of 19 trades. On the month now, we're at 8672 that's over 14 trading days, averaging $619 per contract per trading day. I am now at my 222nd consecutive day of getting the goal and 14 consecutive days so far this year. Um, we've only gone 14 days so far this year, so every day so far. Um, <clears throat> not gonna wood. Um, on, on the year now, we're at 8,672. As I said, over 14 days, averaging $619 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now. If you have not gotten into our free trial yet and you want to take the free trial, go to the homepage at CFRN.net. Scroll down where it says free five-day trial, no credit card required. Click on that. It's going to bring you to this page, eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, all we ask for <clears throat> is your name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training challenge so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button and we will send, we will send you a confirmation link you must click on the confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial. So you'll never hear from us. So you gotta make sure you click that link, okay? It's very important. All right, now let's get into it all. We're pretty busy in all the markets today. Um, let me go all the way back here. Okay, so our first trade was right in here. Um, First trade on gold was right here. We picked up 10 ticks on the first one. We missed the second one that gave another 10 ticks probably. We, there's one other one in here where we picked up two ticks. I didn't write it down. It's probably right here. 
Yeah, probably right in here. We picked up a couple of ticks. Um, not there. Right there. We picked up two ticks to get us to plus 12. And then right here, we picked nine ticks to get us to plus 21. And we missed that trade right there, which would have been profitable. Right here, we grabbed um, four ticks to put us at plus 25. Then one of these here I missed and didn't record. Um, we had a break even in our next trade. Where's our stop out? I missed a couple of trades in here. I didn't record a couple of things in here. Um, so we picked up some more right there and some more right there that I didn't record. We had a break even. Then we had a stop out. I grabbed a stop out. We got minus, uh, minus eight on the stop out, put us to plus 17. And then we picked up four more right there to put us back to plus 21. We're actually, we're actually up more than that. Um, let me go look at my gold top. Yeah, we're actually up more than that, but I'm just going with what I wrote down. Um, <clears throat> there was another trade here that I missed, which would have been a profitable trade toward the end of the session. And then we get into the chop that was happening uh, during the break. It started out and it did actually give, well, it gave a long trade from right here. Right here, it gave the long trade. Um, it gave a follow-up trade, which would have been a momentum trade from right here probably a break-even trade and it's trying to give a trade right now um, but that was gold this morning okay so we got we were plus at least 21 on gold um, I think we we're plus about 27 actually um, let's look at crude now crude started off Okay, it started off right. We picked up one tick right there. I, can, I can't read my writing. We picked up one tick right there. Now it was, it was moving in legs, you know, going up in legs, which was good, but it had the slingshot all messed up most of the time, so we couldn't really do anything with a lot of it. Then finally, it started to come back and retrace some of this move up. And right here, we went short and we grabbed twenty-one ticks on that, so that put us at. Now we grabbed twenty ticks on that, put us at plus twenty-one. Then the next trade, uh, well, there was a YBR trade here that ended up working out. You had to stick with it, though. Next trade was right here. We picked up two ticks, putting us at plus 23. Then one more right here, putting us at plus 24. And then we get into the break, and it was pretty choppy, but there was a bounce off the BBC right here during the break for a long trade that worked out pretty well. Um, and the ES... Uh, let's get back to the beginning. There we go. This was our first trade of the day right here was on the ES. We picked up eight ticks on that trade. And we had a break even, a break even, a break even. Missed a trade there that would have been profitable. Missed a trade there that would have been profitable. A break even, a break even, another break even, and another break even. And missed a trade there that would have been profitable. And then we get into the break. During the break, there was a long trade right there. Didn't look like it went anywhere, and not really anything else in here. So the ES really didn't give, it gave a lot of break-even trades today is what it did. We had one where we actually made something, and seven where we didn't make anything. It was just break-even, 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 break-even. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let me take a breath. Um... And let me see who's in here right now. 
Um, all right, so back to the spreadsheet and all that stuff. Right, if you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to, go to the homepage at CFRN.net. Right here it says free five-day trial, no credit card required. You can click on that. It's going to bring you to this page, emailtrainingschool.com. On this page, all we ask for is your name, your email, and your phone number. And you can tell us the biggest training challenge, so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial. So make sure you click on that link, okay? Now the spreadsheet one more time. <clears throat> if you're gonna read the spreadsheet, you gotta read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today it took 20, I mean, hang on. Today we made 24 ticks in crude, 21 ticks in gold, and eight ticks on the ES. Put us at plus 550 on the morning session. Today it took uh, one minute and one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract and we took a total of 19 trades today. So on the month now, we're at 8,672. That's over 14 trading days, averaging $619 per contract per two hour trading day. Okay, Dwayne's on his way. <clears throat> All right, we've now gone 227 consecutive days of getting the goal. And we are now on our 14th day in a row so far this year. Um, we've only had 14 trading days so far this year. So I'd like to go the whole year and get my goal every single day. If we make it to Valentine's Day um, this year, and I get my goal every day through Valentine's Day, then I'll have gotten my goal for the last year, the last complete year, every day. Um, I don't think, I might've had one day off in between there somewhere. Um, oh, I, I was sick over Christmas, but I think I only ended up losing one day, maybe a day and a half, something like that. Over the, over the last year. Um, but anyway, I digress. Let's just minimize this, look at the markets right now, see what they're doing while we wait for Dwayne to get back in his seat. Um, <clears throat> right now, you see we have higher highs and we have higher lows right now. We have blue on the YBR, but we have a little bit of bullish divergence, but the cycle is starting to move down on us, moving down a pretty steep angle too. So I wouldn't want to do anything with gold right now. Um, over here on the crude, you know, the crude was, if you look at it on a larger time frame, you look at it in like the 15 minute. You see the crude was, it was making a move up here this morning and now it's pulled back down and it's moving down. It looks like it wants to test the BBC right here at 52 and a quarter. Um, now hopefully, well, hopefully when it gets down there, <clears throat> um, It'll get a bounce. It's looking like it's pretty bullish right here. So if we actually close down below this level on this bar and this bar closes, well, this bar doesn't close for a bit, um, but well, another four minutes when this bar closes. If it closes down below this level or below this level right here, then I would think crude is gonna make it down here to 52.26. Now that doesn't seem like it's much of a, much of a move, but let's see what the Dom is telling me. Yeah, it's definitely going to go down at 52.26. It's a little heavier on the upside right now, so it could have a pullback all the way up to 52.50. But it's pretty strongly weighted down at 52.26, and that happens to be right where the BBC is. So <clears throat> we'll just have to wait and see how it all comes together. You know, trade it. Just trade what's in front of you, <clears throat> basically. I mean, I say that every day, and, and I pretty much do it every day, but... Um, <clears throat> You gotta trust the charts, okay? 
they can look back farther than I can. <clears throat> Does anybody have any questions for me? No. Okay. Well, I don't see anything here with the NQ right now. No, I've been I've been telling you guys when I did have a workshop yesterday. Yes, Alex, we did. It was a pretty quick one last night though. Um we weren't asking questions, so we didn't hang around too long. Um it's out there in the um it's out there in the telegram channel, I think, right now. If you want to go check it out. Okay. I want to look at this on a larger time frame. Wow. Yeah, that's a mess. I don't want any part of that. But... <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, it depends what time frame you're looking at, um, James. Right now, I'm looking at a 16 tick range, and I really don't see anything bullish right here. But it's choppy and sideways in this range, and so I'm not going to do anything with it. You know, my indicator is giving me mixed results. <clears throat> yeah, see, I really don't see that on a 16 tick range. But, <clears throat> um, okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Okay. That's all right. Go ahead and finish up whatever you're doing. Oh, I was, I was done. I'm just answering James' question. Um, the DMT, how does that work? Okay. Let's go back here. If you get across of the envelope, if it's a blue envelope, you get across from the green line through the bottom, the next trade setup is likely to give you enough to get your, enough to get your goal for the day. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Like right here, you got the cross into the red. So the next trade set up on the red would be likely to have enough to get the goal for the day. Um, same thing right here. Your cross was into the red. The next trade set up was enough to get goal for the day. Same thing right here. Um, and you know, right here through the blue. So the next trade set up enough to get the goal for the day. Through the blue, your next trade set up enough to get the goal for the day and the one after that and the one after that too. Through the blue, so your next trade setup. Now it eventually was enough to get the goal for the day. All right, briefly, that's what it's that's what it's telling you. It's telling you when to stick it out in a trade. <clears throat> okay. Oh, uh, why do I think I haven't had a down day in almost a year? Uh, it's a lot due to volatility, Brian. Um, I've been trying to get my goal early. Um. No, trying to get my goal early on, and then I can focus more on the teaching and training part of it after I get my goal. But, you know, when you get days like today, where there was just so much opportunity, or, you know, a couple of days ago, you know, the day of the inauguration was that Wednesday. Um, and it was just a crazy day, and gold was just giving up so many easy trades that, you know, I just wanted to jump in there and take advantage of as many as I could. Um, so, 
make hay while the sun's shining is what I'm saying. And I have a feeling the sun's going to be shining for a long time. We should have, I'm knocking on wood here, we should have continued volatility. I don't think Biden's going to do anything that will calm the markets in any way. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about um, futures is we don't have to wait for for a bullish market. Uh, we can trade in a bearish market equally as well as we trade in a bullish market. And in fact, we trade a bearish market exactly the same way we trade a bullish market. <laughs> nothing changes, not the indicators, not the strategy, not the pullback, nope. nothing. It's all the same to us. Yep. That's it. And that really helps to simplify the whole business of trading. Our methodology is simple. Our indicators are simple. How you read the chart based on our methodology is simple. We've done, we've worked very hard for a very long time to make it this simple. Everyone else wants to convince yes. you how complicated it is because the more complicated they make it appear, the more things they can sell you to help you solve a problem that only exists in their mind and yours if they can plant that seed. So we're here to dispel all those myths. Do it live right in front of you. Yep, with that, let me say, I gotta, I gotta say this. But <laughs> with that, we'll pass out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona, and Studio A, we'll get South Mountain America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. <laughs> I am. I am ready. <clears throat> okay. Let's start recap out the recap. here with a recap of the recap. Uh, one trade, one minute, $100 contract. That's way to start off Friday. That's a good job. Very yeah. good job. All right. We are in week 129 okay. of Logic 247. Now, for those of you that weren't tuned in at the beginning of the show, if you're listening to this live broadcast after the fact on Apple iTunes as a podcast, you're just getting the audio version. If you want to be able to see the charts, all you have to do is point any internet-connected browser to youtube.com slash CFRN, and you'll see the charts and hear the audio. So if you're a podcaster, we got you covered. And if you're a vodcaster, we got you covered. Okay, and at 1.30 today, Eastern, uh, Sean Maloney will pop on for just a few minutes and talk to us about the burn. Okay, week 129, we've issued 48 alerts. Seven never triggered, still waiting on one. We've had 40 actionable alerts. Four of those were stopped out. That's 10% of the actionable. That's not a typical number. Over the last 129 weeks, we've averaged 20% being stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, using market structure and a very simple three-step methodology that I teach all of our traders. These alerts come out around the clock, 24-7. We open the channel for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, and it stays open around the clock till Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern when the global markets close. So an alert is as likely to come out at 2 a.m. as it is at 2 p.m. And you might say, well, I don't want to trade at 2 a.m. I want to sleep. 
Well, all you have to do is turn off notifications in Telegram. That's the messaging app that we use and that you're looking at right now. You turn off notifications, and then when you wake up and you're ready to trade again, you just turn notifications back on. Now, the actual alerts in that channel, they look a little something like this. Now, because of current market conditions, there's only been one alert that's come out today since midnight, and it's because of the market's structure. And I'll explain that in more detail in just a minute when we go to the charts. When you're looking at the alerts, this is a short on gold. I'll just take it from the top to the bottom. This is alert number 6,272. Gold. Sell. 1855. T is initial target. It's not the final target, it's the initial target. 1854. The final trade to target. 1850-51. However, in this case, once price got to the final target, it kept going. This number up here in parentheses, when Valerie comes through and does the recap, she notes what the current swing high or swing low was at the time she was doing the recap. And so the swing low at the time she recapped it was 1837.80. So in other words, if you had stayed in the trade, if you did not get out at the final target, the market made $1,720 per contract traded available. And we'll go over this trade. I'll, we'll, go over, we'll go to the chart in a minute and we'll go over that. Uh, the one above it was the NQ. Alert number 6,271. That was to be short. 13,330. Initial target 13,320. On the NQ, the initial target's $200 per contract traded because the NQ is more volatile than the other indices, the S&P, the Dow, and the Russell. Uh, the weekly trading zone below the entry, the final trade to target was 13,285-286. At the time the recap was done, the swing low of this move was 13,311, or $375 per contract trade. Short on the Russell. Now this one has an initial target and then because it's a short potential support which you should read as the second target and then the final trade to target weekly trading zone 2122-23. At the time the recap was done the swing low was 2113. So the market made $840 per contract traded available. And this is the one that we discussed last night in the workshop. Every Thursday night we have a members only workshop. When you take our free trial by going to eminitrainingschool.com we treat you just like a member for five days. You get to come to class every day for two hours you get to use our charts, our indicators. We teach you our methodology and our strategy. You have access to the alerts. You get everything we offer except the members only Thursday night workshop. That's during your five day free trial. 
eminitrainingschool.com. So yesterday on the afternoon broadcast during this show yesterday, we highlighted a window of opportunity on the S&P to be short, 38.41, with an initial target of 38.39. It was right at the end of the show, and I said, once I get off the air, I will put this out as an official alert in the channel. And so when I put the alert out, I included a second target, 38.37, a third target, 38.30, and then a final trade two target, 38.15 slash 16. The weekly trading zone below the entry on a short is the final trade two target. On a long trade, it's the weekly trading zone above the entry. Now let's take a peek at that particular alert because those of you that were tuned in yesterday, you heard us talk about it and you saw us put it up. Now the way it developed was interesting, so it makes, the, it, makes it a real good example. We were on this candle, uh, we were either on this candle or this candle when we were discussing this. Okay, and what we were looking for, we were looking for price to come down and take out the low of this candle. We needed to get below red and falling. We needed to get below the step line. We needed to get below the low of this candle. And then that gave us a nice little two point window of opportunity from 38.41 to 38.39 because there's potential support at the low of this candle. Well, the outcome of the alert was delayed but not denied. We put in a head fake to the upside. In other words, price looked like it was going to head higher, but it didn't. That's how I define a head fake. So the market looks like it's going to do one thing and does something else. When this candle opened and closed above the BBC, that made it look like it was going higher. We knew, however, that we had obstacles overhead right here. And that's where the market found resistance, uh, looks like almost to the tick. 3853.75 was the high here. 3853.75 was the high here. So on this candle, nobody was willing to pay 38.54. And when price came back up, to the same spot. Again, nobody was willing to pay 38.54. If someone had been willing to pay 38.54, we would have ticked higher, but we didn't. So at this point, this alert has never triggered. So we get back below the BBC and we spend hours winding our way around. And then finally, last night, during the 7.30 p.m. Eastern candle, we actually triggered the alert, and that's this alert right here. To be short, 3841. Once we triggered, we dropped one point, and then we bounced three points above the entry. On an alert, we don't want to risk more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible. Now, using market structure, this would have 
on a 30-minute chart would have required more than a $300 stop loss because the S&P pays $50 a point. A $300 stop is six points. You never want to risk more on any trade than the potential profit. The potential profit on this trade was from 38.41 down to the weekly trading zone at 38.15 slash 16. So that's roughly 25 points. So you've got a 25 point opportunity, but you don't want to risk more than six points. Now, as price came down and triggered, you can see this wick here, that's where we caught that little bounce up. Price continued down and we got down to the swing low was 38.3075, which was right at the second target. Caught a bounce. And then we continue dropping down to here, 3830. That was the third target. And then the fourth and final trade two target was down here at the weekly trading zone, which is 3815 slash 3816. This is important for a number of reasons. Number one, the final trade two target, the weekly trading zone, our traders had this area, this number, this price, this important price, important area, Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. That's when we publish the weekly trading zones. We've published the zones every Monday since December 14th of 2009. They provide our traders with sort of a playing field for the entire week. Picture yourself at a football game and you're sitting at the 50-yard line. If you look to the left, it goes 40, 30, 20, 10, end zone. And if you look to the right, same thing, 40, 30, 20, 10, end zone. So <coughs> the zones serve as fixed support and resistance for the entire week. Once we publish them on Monday morning, we don't change them, massage them, manipulate them. They are carved in stone for the entire week. So this number came out Monday morning, and here it is Friday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern that we actually touch down on the zone. And when price drops to a weekly trading zone, we expect it to be good support until proven otherwise. Only three things happen at a weekly trading zone. The most likely thing, which is what you see here, uh, this is a combination of the most likely, which is consolidation. The second most likely thing is rejection. And rejection is when the 30-minute candle, when it closes, the only thing left touching the zone is the wick. And so we had rejection, 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 but we were also consolidating at the zone. The third and least likely thing, which I showed you one a good example yesterday on the show, is called the slice. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Let's see, where was that example? If I don't see it right offhand, we'll just keep moving. It's probably right in front of me. Okay. I'll see it right away. 
right, I'll just keep moving. We'll, we'll come across one later in the show. Okay. The price is coming down to the final trade to target. Now that's a 25-point move at $50 a point. It's $1,250 per contract traded. From the entry, 38.41, to the final target at 38.16. This trade required four points of risk. Based on the method I teach our traders, right there. You got a four point stop with a 25 point potential target. This is how we use multiple time frames. We always find our trade setup on the 30 minute chart. Now I'm not talking about the training room. In the training room, we're using a fast chart, a range chart, where every candle is exactly four ticks tall. And what Michael is teaching you is he's teaching you the trade setup. What to look for, how to understand the trigger, how to manage it, how to exit, and answers to all your questions. That is our mechanical model. The discretionary model that you're seeing here, that's built on the mechanical model. You can't do the discretionary until you've first learned the mechanical. It just won't make sense. Some traders choose to just stay with the mechanical model, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can get your goal on a daily basis just using the mechanical model, okay? Now, in the room, we don't risk more than eight ticks on every trade. Target's eight ticks, stop loss is eight ticks. Never go more than a one-to-one -one ratio. There are methods and strategies out there that have you risking 10 points to make, you know, two points. And you'll be okay for a period of time, but then you'll hit a rough patch in the market and within a couple days, you can see everything you've done for the last couple weeks, couple months, vanish. It's bad math, bad science. So whether you use our methodology or somebody else's or your own, be very, very careful with risking more than the potential profit in a trade. And so the trade we're talking about right now, the initial target is two points, $100 per contract traded. Second target, third target, fourth target. From the entry to the final target, $1,250 per contract traded. So that's what your stop loss should be based on the amount of potential profit in the trade. Now, while we don't want to risk more than $300 per contract per trade, and on the S&P, that's six points, on this one, we were able to risk only four points. Again, the multiple time frame part, we don't teach that in the morning in the room, but once you become a member, a passport holder, then you and I will have one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions, and that's where I will introduce you to multiple time frames so that you're able to put on the highest probability, lowest risk trades that we know how to find. Now, using multiple time frames, I always look at my daily chart first. If I'm going to sit down and look for trading opportunities in the market, 
I don't execute on the daily chart, but I want to get that high elevation look at everything going on. And when you look at a daily chart, as we did last night in the workshop, we identified that overhead the major resistance is at 3859.75, and we identified major support at the daily blue and climbing. The green line is called the BBC bull bear cross. When price is above it, we're bullish, we look for higher prices. When price is below it, we're bearish, we look for lower prices. We got back above the BBC on November 4th, and we have not closed below it since then. December, January, we're, we're actually coming up now in about three months without a close. We have spiked the BBC on a couple sessions, but we have not closed below it. When we put in the all-time historic high on January 8th, we pulled back to blue and climbing. This indicator is called the CFMA1. I refer to it as blue and climbing, red and falling. And you can see why. Blue and climbing is bullish, red and falling is bearish, represents resistance, blue and climbing represents support. And so when we pulled back after we put in that high, here on the new high on January 8th, we pulled back to the BBC and we bounced. But then we closed below blue and climbing. Once we close below blue and climbing, then that opens the door for a trip down to the daily BBC. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. Like here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here. So last night in the workshop, we defined right here this price, which last night was 38.16. It's moved up a little bit because price is moving up. And so what did price do? We had a big red candle all the way down until we hit blue and climbing. Buyers came in, like that price, drove us all the way back up to where we are right now. It just so happens that blue and climbing on the daily chart is also where our weekly trading zone is that we just talked about on the 30-minute chart. Now, again, we didn't know Monday morning when we published these zones. We had, of course, no way of knowing that on Thursday night, blue and climbing would be at 3815-16, but it was. So we had two different things telling us to expect support expect a bounce when price gets to the zone and when price gets to the daily blue and climbing. And when you start to understand multiple time frames, you start by looking at them. Pretty soon you start to think in multiple time frames. And when you see these different things come together in real time, uh, it's satisfying. It's almost like poetry in motion. 
Now that doesn't mean we know with certainty what's going to happen next because no one does. It's not how God created this universe. In Genesis, he did not give Adam the ability to change the past or know the future. And those two things are inextricably linked for eternity. Now, even though we can't know with certainty what's going to happen next, we do know with certainty in every market, in every time frame, what the next high probability move is. So we were very clear last night in the discussion group and in the workshop that the next high probability move, the S&P would be down to blue and climbing and the weekly zone combo and that that would at least be good for a bounce. And it has given us a beautiful bounce. From 38.16, we've bounced up now to 38.39. So that's 20 point bounce at $50 a point. It's $1,000 per contract traded. If price closes above for the day, if the price closes this afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, above the low of yesterday that's bullish and we'll look for a continued move higher sunday night on the globex open if we close this session below yesterday's low and right now we're above it but if we close below it that's bearish and so coming into sunday night we'll be looking for a potential sell-off back down to blue and climbing if blue and climbing doesn't hold and price gets below it then we'll look for a continued move to the BBC, which will be good for a bounce. Every one of these pullbacks to the BBC led to a very significant bounce. So even if the drop to the BBC fails, we'll get a bounce first, most likely. Remember, we don't know what's gonna happen next, but we do know with certainty what the next high probability thing is, just like this dropping and bouncing, okay? When we drop the next time, and there will be a next time, it may not be Sunday night, it may not be next Monday, but when we do drop, we can say with certainty that it'll be good for a bounce. And if the bounce ultimately fails and we get below the BBC and close below it, that will be the first time we've closed below it since November 3rd, November 4th. November 4th was the day we closed back above it. Closing below the BBC opens the door for a retracement to the 24% Fib. That's the shallowest possible Fibonacci retracement. So we're sitting at 38.38 now. If everything I just said comes to pass, that would mean a drop from 38.38 to basically 3,700. That's 130 S&P points. That's 1,300 Dow points. And of course, on CNBC or, you know, whatever news, whatever financial news channel you follow, you'll, you know, the sky is falling, blah, blah. But we understand that that's how a bull market stays healthy. Not just with shallow retracements, but with deeper retracements. So, while a 24% Fib retracement would have everybody freaking out, imagine a 38. Not out of the question. 50. Still not out of the question. And that would not 
hurt this bull market any whatsoever. In fact, it makes the bull stronger. Just as you and I expend energy every day, we wake up hopefully refreshed, full of energy. We go about our daily tasks, working, doing all the things that we as humans do. But as the sun sets, our body starts to get a little tired. And some of us nap in the afternoon, that's a shallow retracement. But then, you know, 10, 11 o'clock for most of us, you get sleepy. And so you go into a deeper rest or a deeper retracement till about six, seven o'clock the next morning when you wake up and that cycle starts all over again. Almost everything you find in the markets has a parallel in your life, in the world around you, even the seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter, back to spring. Life is a continuation of circle after circle, cycle after cycle. When you understand this, and you understand how to use multiple time frames, you still don't know what's going to happen next. But you have a real good idea what the next high probability move is. Just like at the end of summer, you can feel it in the air. The days have suddenly begun to get shorter. You know fall's coming. Fall arrives and now the leaves start to drop from the tree. You know with certainty winter is upon us. And as we wind our way through winter, pretty soon the snow starts to melt. You start to see little blossoms on the trees and the plants. Spring is here and that cycle. So think about that when you look at a chart. You've got a leg and a retracement, a leg and a retracement, a leg and a deeper retracement. And then a leg and a retracement and a leg and a deeper retracement. But we haven't had a really deep retracement. The last time we had a significant retracement on the S&P would be We had this huge move here and this retracement. That's a deeper retracement. I can shrink it up a little bit. In fact, let me make this the continuous chart so we'll pull in more data. For those of you that use DT Pro, at ES is the continuous chart. You can't trade off the continuous chart. You have to use the current month to place trades but you can chart with the continuous contract and that allows you to pull in more data. It blends the contracts together. <clears throat> and so doing that, back it up a little bit. Okay. Now that's a deep retracement. Back. Let's put this on a weekly for a minute. Hmm. I may not be able to do that with all my drawing objects. Let's see.
I got too many drawing objects loaded up. All right, so we'll just have to settle for the daily. Oh, I could do this. I don't want to mess that chart up. I'll use this one. Okay, so this is daily. Change it to weekly. And we'll remove our drawing objects. We'll make it an ES chart. Oh, at ES. Okay. Now, you know what? I'm going to go monthly. So you can really see it. It's not going to give you monthly. Go back to weekly. So this climb started back in 2016. Leg and a retrace, a shallow retracement back to the BBC. Back to the BBC. Back to the BBC. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. <clears throat> and then we catch a little deeper retracement from this low to that swing high right there. 38% Fibonacci price retracement. Now remember, on the current chart that we were just looking at, we talked about the world freaking out if we just got a shallow 24% retracement. But as you can see here, a 38% retracement is certainly within the realm of possibilities. And from that low, got adjusted for the new high. There's a 62% Fibonacci retracement from the low put in and honestly, if I could pull in more data, my low should be back a little bit further. But we'll just use this low. It's significant. From that low in November of 2016 to the high of September 2018, this is a weekly chart. We got a retracement to the 62% fib. We then rallied back up. Now, notice how red and falling works, how blue and climbing works, how red and falling works, blue and climbing. Now we're looking at a double top. This was uh, October 2018, May of 2019. The double top sent us back to the BBC. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. We put in a new high, we pulled back to the BBC. Another double top, back to the BBC, up we go. And then here's the real gut wrencher, if you will. This is in March of last year, okay? 2020, we put in this low March of 2020. And then we got a bullish cross on the weekly chart Leg, retrace, leg, retrace, 
You'll notice even on the weekly chart, we've not closed below the BBC. Uh, you could argue that it kind of did right there. I mean, you really have to get out your magnifying glass to see it. But it held because this candle's touching and this candle's touching and then look what happened the following week. And that brings us to where we are right now. So we've looked at daily, we've looked at weekly, we've looked at the 30 minute, and we even looked at a five minute there. All of our trade setups come from the 30 minute chart. There's nothing magical about 30 minutes. It's just a time frame that I found works well for me. The only magic in any time frame is the magic you bring because you've spent enough time with that particular time frame to understand how price flows in comparison to the larger time frame daily and then that smaller time frame. The only time I ever go to that smaller time frame is to assist me in placing my stop using market structure. And then once I've established where my stop needs to be based on where my entry is, and you cannot, using market structure, you cannot determine where your stop is gonna be until you know where you're gonna enter. And you have to look at the chart at the time of the trigger because market structure is constantly shifting and changing. When I send out an alert, I have to build into that a few things. One, time for you to finish what you're doing to get to your computer and look at your chart. When your phone, tablet, or PC makes the telegram sound, when it sounds the alarm, dee -dee, it's not a call to trade, it's a call to go look at your chart. Because what we're trying to do <clears throat> is not just give you alerts to trade. We're trying to teach you how to find these opportunities yourself using our methodology and our strategy. So don't trade an alert just because it's an alert. When the telegram sounds, go look at your chart. Study it. Understand why this is the entry, why this is the initial, why this is the second, why this is the third, why this is the fourth. And at the time of trigger, you're able to determine using market structure where your stop loss needs to be. Now, I like to set my stop using the 30 minute chart. It's not always possible. Sometimes I go to a smaller time frame, as you saw on the five. Once I've established the stop loss, I come off of the five minute and I go back to the 30 minute. Here's what I've found. Watching the smaller time frame gives me a case of the jitteries, the nerves. And so once I've determined you know, the entry, I'm in the trade, my stop loss has been defined using a bracket order. And that's what we'll teach you is how to use a bracket order. So you don't have to place three orders, you place one order as your entry, as your stop loss, as your target. Now I trade off the chart, so it's very simple for me once I'm triggered into the trade, I can grab my stop loss, I'll show you. Pull this out of the way. Uh, right here, okay. So let's say I wanted to get long at 38.80 for whatever reason. If you follow the blue line over, you'll see it says buy or sell. A left click places a buy order 
a right click places a cell order. Now, right here, this is where you build your bracket. So on the S&P, I've got a 20-point target, 20-point stop loss. I'm not going to actually use a 20-point stop loss, but the second this thing triggers and fills me, I want to make sure that I have a disaster hard stop in place. Once you set this up, it stays there, it saves it, so you don't have to do this every time you go to place a trade. So if I wanted to buy any number up here, I left click, still have my confirmation turned on after all these years, because sometimes I get distracted, sometimes I fat finger something. so. I do a quick, and because we're trading on a 30 minute setup, you're not in a rush. Oh my gosh, I got, you know. Now, if you're trading intraday, if you're trading a fast time frame, you might choose to skip the confirmation screen because time is of the essence. But because trading off of a 30 minute chart or using that for your trade setup, it's a much more leisurely pace. So I've got time to go, yeah, I do wanna buy the market at 3880 and there's my 20 point target, 20 point stop loss, good to go. Now that puts three lines on my chart. Right now, only one of those lines is hot, active. The one that triggers me in. Now the second price comes up and touches that line and triggers me in, then my target becomes active and my stop loss becomes active. So back in the day, you had to place three separate orders. You had to get into a trade and you had to place another trade for your target and then another trade for your stop loss. But using a bracket, it simplifies it and you don't have to go through that mental debate every time, arguing with yourself, am I gonna use a stop? Am I not gonna use a stop? This is set at 20 points for the stop. I'm not gonna use 20 points. So I'll come over here and I can move this wherever I want it to be. The important thing is that the second I'm triggered in, if all of a sudden there was a flash crash and the bottom fell out before I even had time to adjust this, the worst thing that's gonna happen is I get stopped out for 20 points. Of course, I don't want to get stopped out for 20 points. So as soon as I'm triggered into the order, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to grab this and I'm going to drag it into position wherever it is that I actually want it. Okay. Michael's unable to use trading off the chart in the room each morning because once you go into trade mode, you can't draw trend lines and notice all your drawing objects are grayed out. You try to, you know, if you click anywhere on your chart, it instinctively thinks, you're ready to place an order. So a left click places a buy order, but a, a right click creates a sell order. And as you can see, the bracket, the target, stop loss, everything's in place. Okay, all right. So that's just a little introduction to multiple time frames. Again, if you become a member at CFRN, along with everything else that you get, you have unlimited access to one-on-one -on -one mentoring. 
You can book a session anytime with Michael or myself. I've automated uh, booking a session with me. You just go to the to our website, go to that page, and pick a day and time that's convenient for you. And then you and I will meet up in a go-to meeting environment where you can see my charts. And if you want me to, I can see your charts. And we're able to go through trades, go through setups. That's all part of your learning process. You get two hours of group training every morning, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. It's every day. Now, the CFRN Passport, it's a lifetime membership. It's five grand. There's no monthly recurring cost, no weekly recurring cost. You pay once. Everything we do today and anything we might do tomorrow, you're automatically grandfathered in. You're included. We don't have any upsells. You know how frustrating and aggravating it is when you start pursuing somebody's method or strategy and you pay the big money and you hit a rough patch and you reach out for help. Maybe there's help there, maybe not. I don't know. But all too often, the solution to your issue is to buy another thing. You know, another course, another set of videos, another indicator, another oscillator, and that'll pacify you. So you shell out some more money. And things go well for a while, and then inevitably you hit another rough patch, you reach out for help, and if they respond, the response is often, oh, well, you don't have module four. You see, if you had module four, that would not have happened. You need module four. So what do you do? I mean, you're already in for 10, 15, 20 grand. I mean, he says module four will solve all your problems and that's only another $1,200. Oh, what the heck? By this time, you know, those 16 digits on your credit card, they're tattooed on your frontal lobe. So you don't even have to pull the card out at this point. You just type them in. Bang, you got module four. If you could see behind the curtain, <laughs> you'd realize that there's 400 modules and they'll continue to sell you the next module until you put your foot down and say, no. Hell no. That's just the way it works. And you already know that. So this is everything you get with a passport, live training every day, private one-on-one -on -one mentoring. We teach you our proprietary methodology. You own our indicators for life and you have access to the alerts around the clock 24 seven. Now, along with the one-on-one -on -one mentoring, we have a discussion group in Telegram. We use Telegram for a lot of different things. Our discussion group is open 24 seven, 365. So if you're trading the London Open at 3 a.m. Eastern, if you have an issue, if you need some help, chances are somebody will be hanging out in the channel, if not myself, one of our traders who's received the exact same training that you're getting. If you have a question, they'll be happy to answer it for you. It's a very friendly environment. So many of the message boards and forums out there that have to do with trading and investing can be dark, depressing places. Everybody's bitter. Everybody's got a chip on their shoulder because they keep losing money and they keep having to buy the next module and on and on and on. 
It's very refreshing to come into our discussion group. In fact, you can gain access to our discussion group just by taking the free trial. And you take the free trial by going to eminitrainingschool.com. Now, we're about 10 minutes away from Sean joining us where we're going to discuss G999 and what it means to burn your coins. And why would you burn them? I just bought them. Why am I going to burn them? Okay. He's going to explain a concept behind that. Okay. And I'll be honest with you. I, I think I understand it, but I want to hear it from somebody who really does understand it. So then I can decide if that's something that I want to be involved in or not. All right. Let me see if there's any uh, questions in the chat box. Do you think it'll get back to normal? Uh, as Michael said earlier, I think the markets will remain volatile for quite some time. There'll be quiet days. Uh, like after the, the wide range day we had on Inauguration Day, it was followed by a quiet day, but then the volatility picked right back up. So I think it's here to stay. And uh, Mike B said in the uh, audience, maybe a hangman on the daily ES. Here's the daily ES. Yes. Oh, no, that's not the daily. Oh, I got to change it back. Oh, I didn't change that one, did I? I did. Okay, so let's put this back together. And let's make it ESH. I'm going to clean this chart up. There's all kinds of notations from days gone by. I like to leave them there for a while so that when we come back for the next day's show, everything looks like it did the previous day because we want to be very transparent in everything we do and say. Okay? If you ask a question today and get an answer, if somebody asks that same question three years from now, they should expect to get the exact same answer if it has to do with market structure, if it has to do with our methodology, with our strategy, all that stuff. But some of this is so old, like, you know, these two down here, those aren't really important anymore. So I'll clean this up a little bit before next week. If you want to grab a screenshot of this and what it looks like right now, you know what, I'll, here, maybe you don't know how to do a screenshot. Let me show you. Snipping tool, it is built into Windows 10. Just click New, position your cursor, hold down the left mouse button and drag it across the chart like that. And then you can right click that image, copy it to your clipboard, then bring up Telegram. I'll go to the discussion group right here and then I will paste that. So now you, by accessing the discussion group, you have a picture of what my daily chart looked like today, Friday, the 22nd day of January, 2021. Now, after we talk with Sean, I'll continue and do a full recap of all the alerts from last night. 
but we still have about eight minutes, so let me just go to the 30-minute S&P again. Along with the Logic 247 alerts, which we were just looking at, we also have the concierge trade alerts. The Logic alerts come out around the clock 24-7. Concierge alerts, it's a one-time per session thing. It's a static report that gives you forward guidance for the entire session. It's two numbers for each market. My suggestion is that you draw a line in the sand when, when this report comes out each evening. So in the case of the S&P, you would go to your chart and you would put a line in the sand at 38.50, which is the long side. The blue lines you see are weekly trading zones from last week. Zones have carryover power. So I always like to, and you can see how last week's zone has been important in today's session a week later. The gray line is one of this week's weekly trading zones. Now, last night I got the report out. The static report came out at 8.25 p.m. So that's going to be on this 2000. It was on this candle that the report came out. So we can see we never triggered on the long side. The short side is 38.33, which is right here. You've defined where major support and resistance with these lines. Anything in between the lines is the market making up its mind what it wants to do. Once price got below 38.33, we knew from a bigger picture perspective, we only want to be looking for long trades. We want to sell the rallies. If price travels above the long side of the CTA, and you either want to be long at that number or once above it, you only want to be looking for long trades. Below, above, in between, making up its mind. This is forward guidance for the entire session. The numbers are good for the entire session. This is a companion to the logic alerts. Remember, our logic alert was to be short 3841, which triggered right here. And important prices, important areas are almost always tested. So it's no surprise that we're back at 38.41 right now. And we've already triggered a second time. 38.41 was the entry. The final target was the zone at 38.15 slash 16. Buyers have taken us up back above the CTA number back up to the logic alert, 
we got above it, we triggered a second time. So the first trigger was good for 25 points. The second trigger dropped us to 38, 33 and a half, okay? From 41 to 33 and a half. However, the dynamic is different. Market structure is different. On this trigger, you've got the support of red and falling, which is what you want for a short trade. You want price to be below the BBC for a short. Price here, while it did go up and trigger again, you have to be very cautious because price is above the BBC. You've got blue and climbing. You really should only be looking for long trades at this point. So yes, it did trigger. Yes, it did generate a nice profit. But that would be a counter trend trade. The only thing you'll ever find in the alert channel are trend, share, trend trades. We want to have that bigger picture wind at our back. You don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit into the wind. We never put counter trend. Now there's nothing illegal, illegitimate, or immoral or fattening about counter trend trades. Some people specialize in counter trend trades. We don't. The reason is a trend trade has a higher probability of reaching its final destination than a counter trend trade based on my own personal experience. So that's why I chose to only put trend trades, the trend defined by a 30 minute chart. I only put trend, trend trades in the alert channel. And if a short triggers, the initial short CTA trigger will always be below the BBC. And the initial trigger on a CTA long will be above the BBC. All right, let me look in the audience for Sean. Open up his mic. He may not have logged in quite yet. Okay. Uh, Mike B says, can you explain the if we close above yesterday close or below yesterday low for the Sunday bearish or bullish? Sure. I don't see... Let me shoot Sean a message in Messenger. Yeah, I'll watch for him oh, in the audience. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Fowler. You're welcome. All right. Uh, so now to address uh, Mike's question, we'll go back to the daily chart. I had said if we close below yesterday's low, that's bearish. And we know where... You know, the low of yesterday represents support, right? This is where we closed. This is where we opened. We ran up. But this low is important support. Closing below that important support level is bearish. Just as we said last night in the workshop, before it happened, we said, as we trade below the low of yesterday, look for a move to blue and climbing, when we hit blue and climbing, look for support, look for a bounce. So now if we close below that low, that means to look for continued weakness. But if we somehow manage to turn this session around 
and closed the session above yesterday's low. That shows strength on the part of buyers. And no matter what anybody tells you, the only thing that changes price is order flow. What is order flow? Order flow is all the buyers and sellers in the marketplace at any given time. If there are more buyers than sellers, price is going up. There's more sellers than buyers, price is going down. Along with that, when buyers reach a spot where they can no longer move price, and we talked about that a minute ago. Uh, where was that? Right here. When this candle opened, buyers took the ball and they were able to run it up to 3853.75. But nobody was willing to pay one more tick, 3854. So when buyers stop buying because they can't move the ball any further up the field, that gets the attention of sellers and sellers will come in and in the absence of buyers, it becomes very simple for them to drive price down. And as they drive price down into an area where buyers have previously shown their willingness to pay this price, they'll often come in a little bit early because they don't want to get left behind. And sure enough, that support led us right back to the same resistance to the tick. People were willing to buy, 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 and then at 38, 53.75, buying came to, it slowed down, literally came to a halt. Now, of course, every transaction has a buyer and a seller. So don't, don't let me confuse you on that part. But when there's more sellers than buyers, price is going down. More buyers than sellers, price is going up. This is all very basic stuff, but I can't stress enough because I know a lot of you have bought very expensive methods and systems and indicators I know with algorithms and all kinds of things. And those people with the very expensive $20,000, dollars $50,000 methods, well, they'll tell you that, well, you know, you can't trade off support and resistance anymore, not in this modern day. That's horse and buggy. You'll get left behind. Well, <laughs> that's like saying because they have Air Jordans now, gravity no longer works. That doesn't even make sense, does it? For someone to say that support and resistance no longer works, it is your best friend in the market. We're basically price action traders, but our indicators help you when you're new and even help me. I can just glance at a chart and immediately grasp what the key dynamics are in any market, any time frame. Everything we do is fluid across all markets and all time frames. There's our friend Sean. Sean, I'm going to open up your microphone right now. And I think you're muted on your end. So when you're ready, just unmute yourself. Yeah, okay. I unmuted you. Now you just need to unmute yourself. There you go. Okay, I need to send you an audio pin because you're on a phone. I just sent you the audio pin.
Hey, Sean, looks like you're on mute again. Let me try that again. Okay, it says you're self-muted. Okay, we're talking about G999. And here's what this chart looks like. Now, if you've been following the story, if you've been following the official PriceMaker channel, if you've started an account at GS Partners, if you have an account at GSTrade.exchange, and you understand the dynamic that's behind this, we knew there were a lot of folks holding coins. Hey, Sean, you got a green mic. Welcome to the show. My apologies, Dwayne. No. Technical issues there. No worries. How are you keeping? Good. It's a beautiful day in Phoenix, Arizona, because it's uh, it's overcast, cloudy. There's just the tiniest hit of hint of rain in the air, and we love it when it rains here because it only rains about ten days out of the year. So. Yeah, right. Well, you can have some of our rain if you want in Manchester, UK. Oh, it never stops. That's I used to live in Portland, Oregon. I mean, when I moved right. there, in an, it was in October, the year that I moved there, I literally did not see the sun until March or April. I mean, it, okay. rose, it rose every day, but there was so much cloud cover. You, every now and then you got a tiny peek at it, but that's about it. So how have you that's been right, since longer. we spoke to you the last time? Yeah, we've been uh, very, very busy. Um, lots of exciting things going on in the world of uh, blockchain and um, private asset acquisition, which is where we spend our time. Um, Since we spoke, we had that massive run-up in Bitcoin uh, to 40,000, which has now yes. uh, pulled back significantly uh, to a 38% Fibonacci retracement. Whether that's mm -hmm. going to hold or not, time will tell. Sure, but uh, we, you know, I, I, I am aware this this community is is a trading community, and that's it's uh, all important, obviously, with those uh, ups and downs, what goes on in these markets. But um, we we treat the blockchain like running a factory, so we we hold assets long term and we put them to work at all times. In and out of trading, we don't just do trading. We uh, we have assets to work in all sorts of ways. Um, which I think is pertinent to why I'm here maybe today, Dwayne, as we talk about the very interesting world of, uh, of G999. G999. Um, and, and while I and all of my uh, folks uh, understand buying and selling, uh, this burning, mm. uh, the burning of the crypto, that's kind of a new idea, new concept to us. So. I'm hoping you can kind of flesh that out, explain, you know, why it's beneficial to the community, why it's beneficial to an individual. Exactly. Yeah. I can bring up any screen or any, any website, anything that helps you with your explanation. I can put it up on the screen if you want me to. No, we're good. I mean, I think at this juncture, it's, it's a worthy conversation, to be honest, because it is a relatively new phenomenon. Um, it's so new, in fact, and I'm talking about the deflationary model in blockchain. It's, it's so new that we're only just getting word and wind 
of Ethereum applying the exact same structure to itself as Ethereum 2.0 starts to become real. Um, so what I'm very pleased about with that is if it's good enough for Ethereum, mm -hmm. then it's great, it's great that we're doing that inside our little uh, baby project, as it were, with G999, which is much, much younger than Ethereum. So it's a very simple process that, um, and it does, it is pertinent to what you were talking about there with the rise and fall of day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month trading. What, what's interesting about deflationary models is they are algorithmic and built into blockchain protocol to keep supply um, just a little bit down on demand. And, and it doesn't create uh, any guarantees like nothing should, but it certainly gives the staking model of blockchain a much more smooth ride when it comes to natural supply and demand. Uh, the, the only question then comes is what is creating the demand? Um, and I think I, I heard you allude to it just as I was coming onto this call that we can create market making demand, uh, price maker, we've christened that inside the G999 community as you know, and that allows us to work as a community whale. Whale is a term we use in this blockchain industry for people who, who own most of the coins. So obviously as a galvanized community, we can act as a whale. And that's really all we're doing right now with PriceMaker. So operating inside the PriceMaker uh, strategy calls that you'll see me on and Bruce Hughes and other leaders is a key thing if you wish to contribute to your own asset success is that That's the gentleman me. that is bruce is, is he the gentleman that makes most of the uh price maker videos in the official price yeah the south, south african the, yeah the south african guy yeah he seems um, like a real nice guy. oh he is he's genuine i was over in dubai with him just over christmas and um he, he's a genuine guy um very very passionate about what he does he's actually come he comes from a pastoral background believe it or not um interesting he uh yeah, very, very, um, very calm, measured individual, but very smart. He, he comes actually from a trading background as well, as you can probably tell by the way he talks on yeah. PriceMaker. He knows what um, he's talking about. With, it, 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 yeah, well, that's good coming from you guys because he he, he really does. And um, he works with Garth as well, who has a similar trading background. And they spotted a neat opportunity that doesn't come along very often in life, let alone in asset positioning, whereby we can galvanize communities. Um, so that's the price maker in near term that's creating um, demand, if you will. Yeah, we're, we're, we're basically being the initial genesis market, as they call it. And we've got some work to do. You know, there's, there's people do have to understand, they have to be educated to understand their influence and what they can do to impact that. So that's that demand side. Well, that will be a near term. That will only last maybe a few weeks and months going forward. What will be the true demand is based on the actual utility or use case mm -hmm. of G999 as a, as a blockchain protocol. So that's very simple. And you, you're, you're pulling up there the, uh, the main uh, G999main.net website, which gives you access to all this information. Anybody who is interested in listening to us on this particular 
podcast because the important thing to understand isn't the near term. It isn't the fact that there is a established community of uh, individuals with vested interest in Gchiple Night. The important thing, most important thing, is the secondary market. And when you combine that in strength with true use case, secure email, secure voice message, money transfer, merchant gateways, on the fact that it's an open source platform, which means it can have infinite use cases just the way Ethereum does. Mm -hmm. When you combine that latent demand with a controlled supply, which is basically what deflationary means, then you, you have in all you know, consideration and in all sensible adult uh, diligence, a very, very compelling position. Question. Uh, that's we, what we, we built well, our crypto uh, on the Ethereum blockchain as an ERC-20 mm -hmm. compliant token. But yeah. my understanding is that with G99, they've actually created their own blockchain. Correct. Okay, so it's not, oh, it, it's not oh, based oh, off the of BTC or the ETH. It's its own no. animal. Okay. It's, it's exactly the same. It's what we call open source. Mm -hmm. In exactly the way that Ethereum is. Okay, so anyone that wants to build any kind of appies or just as you can do all sorts of things uh, with tokens built on the Ethereum blockchain, we at the G99 will eventually begin to attract uh, different developers with different types of use cases. Is that, that correct? Correct. With with the added impetus of having the deflationary model behind it. Okay. And so this is you, why I'm, I'm... Yeah, if you on. could explain that deflationary, that's a new term for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm very anxious to hear. Well, it's new to us all in many ways. Like I say, Ethereum is just bringing it to their own protocol. It's a very clever um, model, which in my opinion, will see the staking model of coin issuance overtake the mining model, which is what we currently have with block, with uh, Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's very special is because obviously mining is limited and must be limited because there's only so many can be produced at any one point like a normal mine, yeah? Like a yeah, traditional yeah, mine. Yeah, we don't want to become the next Federal Reserve. <laughs> yeah, no, we, 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 I think the less said about that, the better. But with staking, there isn't a fixed supply. There isn't a, 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 a finite supply. You, you, you know, staking is a, is a product of the nodes. It's a product of the operation. It, it's, coins are produced every minute, for example, on the GGPL9 protocol. So if you, if you have that situation, then there needs to be a way to ensure that infinite supply doesn't overtake demand. And that's what the deflationary model basically does. Every single time that a coin is produced because of, for example, uh, a function in the blockchain, noding, for example, then there is demand on that coin. And in the algorithm, a proportion of that use is burned through the deflationary model to give a constant position of 
demand oversupply. So that's in a nutshell what the deflationary model means. I mean, there's, there's lots of information actually on the site you're on right now, which share it in great detail. People should read that, especially the white paper to understand it. But quite coincidentally, Duane, uh, as you were inviting me onto this podcast today, just very recently, like I say, Ethereum have launched their own version of that same model. And for me, that, that marks a red letter day in a new era, a new episode of learning inside the blockchain. And we just happen to be positioned in front of one already because of our G999 position. This term burning, uh, now I understand staking for those in the audience that don't understand staking, uh, just as you might go to your uh, local bank account and deposit your fiat dollars into a savings account and you agree to leave your money in that savings account for a certain period of time, uh, they call it a CD, there's other instruments. Uh, if you leave your money in the bank for a certain amount of time, giving them access to use your cash to make mortgage loans and car loans and all kinds of other things, they'll pay you a certain percentage of interest. Uh, we know that with traditional banks today, uh, I don't even know if you can get 1% interest on a CD. Uh, perhaps, you know, some online banks you can, I don't know. Uh, how does that type of model compare to if I buy some G99 and I want to stake some to participate in the staking, can you walk us through that process? Yeah, the, the staking is very interesting because it gives everybody access to being able to create a return from coins that they issue and allow the company to hold for a period of time. Why is that important? Well, in the same way that we're talking about with regards to managing supply over demand, if coins are locked, then it prevents coins from being sold or used in other ways. And in return for that, blockchain companies will provide this facility, which is what staking is. So they will recognize um, confidence in holders to leave coins to actually use those coins to go to work you know that's what they're doing when you're staking your coins are actually providing liquidity to the blockchain and in return for that they will give you in this particular example a 2.5 percent annual uh, reward in uh, tokens now, so is that speaking is that, in g99 or is it in bitcoin or ethereum as I understand it, with this particular platform, it's in G999. Okay, okay, makes sense. Um, which does make sense. Now, just to give that some perspective, the other version of that is what we call noding, or owning a master node, mm -hmm. okay, which is also... Uh, now, that's an even more powerful means of decentralized distribution, which is also what we're doing here. We're, we're redistributing wealth, frankly. So people who are all able to own a certain level of G999 are, and in fact, it's still available as we speak. I think there's about another 300 nodes left of 4,000 that you, with 749999 G999, can acquire a node. The interesting thing about the way G999 does it is that they... 749 
coins? Yeah. Wasn't seven hundred forty nine 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 nine? Yeah. Somehow I had it in my head it was seven hundred thousand G nine nine. Wow. No, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So, really seven, no, I'm saying so, no. Just just to be clear, seven hundred forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Ah, okay. So there should 749, be a comma there. Okay, yeah. instead of a dot. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry, seven four nine 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 nine. Yeah, G triple nine. So seventy four thousand nine hundred ninety nine. If you accumulate those and then allocate those to a master node, which means they're then locked for 12 months, but the node and nodes in general are what power the blockchain. So we're the people, the node holders, we're the people creating the node, creating the coins as the products and services of the blockchain are used. So we get rewarded 7.5% in G999, which at the moment works out about 427 coins per node issuance. And based on the mathematics of 4,000 nodes total, based on the total um, uh, uh, time it takes for a coin to be produced, that works out to be about three payouts per week. Okay? okay. So noding is very powerful as an owner, and it's crucial to the blockchain. Staking is a similar version of that, but it means that it's accessible to more people because it's 249,999. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there's no locking period. So you're able to stake your, there's no limit either. So you're able to stake 249,999 mm -hmm. for a period of time, okay, to enjoy that 2.5%. You're able to deploy as many as you like. There's no limit to staking and you can pull out of a stake whenever you like. But as a node, you're fixed for 12 months. You're, you're agreeing, just like with a certificate of deposit at a bank, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yes. leave this here for 12 months uh, and let it grow. But it's more powerful than that because you own the underlying assets. Yes. So okay. we, 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 we use the term being your own bank. So. In full transparency, Dwayne, we don't just do this in G999. We do this across all sorts of different uh, blockchain platforms because we understand how to put our assets to work. I call it digital real estate. So we constantly look for ways to put our uh, blockchain assets to work, noting and staking just being two of them. There's all sorts of different ways in DeFi, in smart contracts, in all sorts of leverage positions that we use on the same basis because we're allocating our assets into uh, collateral positions that then allow the infrastructures, especially based on smart contracts, to pay us. Um, I suppose a really interesting example of that, Duane, uh, to take this a bit more broadly, would be the fact that I, as a, as a, as a, as a business owner in the UK, believe it or not, we own a dozen or more now properties across North America. Now, we don't own them in the sense you might understand as a purchase of a property that allows us to take a rental income like a normal property like we do you know, in the UK where property owners over here. What we do is we take fractional ownership based on smart contracts. Now, what that means is that we provide capital to an organization based on an LLC, you know, limited liability company, that they then go and acquire the properties. Mm -hmm. They manage the properties, they put tenants in the properties, they maintain the properties. 
but the proportional ownership is distributed on the smart contract to each individual that provided the capital for that purchase to be made in the first place. And forevermore, as long as the property is rented, we take proportional income via the smart contract in Ethereum. That is fascinating. Now, I, I had heard about the tokenization of real-world tangible things from artwork to automobiles to real estate, but the way you're explaining it here, um, I, I didn't... I guess I didn't really understand it. So that was a beautiful explanation. Let's yeah. say a person wants to do something similar to what you're doing and they want to, you know, be invested in some real estate. Uh, I, I guess with different business models, uh, different dollar amounts, you did say it's fractional ownership. So can you come in with $10, $100, $100,000? Or does it just depend upon yeah. the project? It depends on the project, but on the, on the, on the uh, particular projects I'm talking about, uh, we've seen coin issuance of, of, of fractional reserve issuance for, a, for as low as $7. Mm. So we obviously accumulate shares, they, they do call it shares. And what the, the, the reason I raise it, Dwayne, is it's all to do with leverage of your assets, putting your digital assets to work. So we, we buy Ethereum, we place that Ethereum into a smart contract, that goes into the acquisition of a property, that property gets rented, and then we get back Ethereum um, as a cash flow, not just as waiting for Ethereum to increase in equity. And it's exactly the same with the nodes in GCCCL9. It's exactly the same with staking in GCCL9. We're putting them to work to create positive cash flow rather than just waiting for the uh, price of the of the of the coin to rise or fall, we actually put it to work in any case, and but so, always retain the principle. And, and yeah. so now you 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 have a two two ways of of making money. One that eventually mm -hmm. the underlying uh, the Ethereum will rise in price, but yep. also while you're waiting for that rise in price, you're earning interest on your holdings. Now, in the early days of crypto, we were encouraged and we encouraged our audience. You know, once you buy it, you know, get yourself a uh, cold storage wallet. I think the one we recommended yeah. back in the day was the Ledger Nano S. Yeah. Get, get it, off, get it offline so that, you know, hackers can't break in and steal it. So you're giving up that level of security to leave when you stake. It, it can't reside on your hardware wallet and be used as a stake at the same time. You've got to choose either or, right? Yeah, you, you, you're basically handing, well, just as you would in the real world, handing custody mm -hmm. of your dollars to a bank. Right. right. You're handing custody of your assets to a blockchain protocol. The, the difference still retains, though, that only you have access to that. The, 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 in the real world, if you want to call it that, the bank takes your currency and does what it wants to do with it through for, for, uh, fractional reserve lending. And you're working on trust that they will stay liquid right. to be able to recompense you as we all saw through 2008, that can become somewhat of a challenge. Yes. With the blockchain, with the blockchain, yes, you provide uh, staking uh, uh, liquidity custody of your assets as opposed to holding them in custody for yourself, which is what a cold storage wallet is. Yes, you're passing that over 
but only you can ever access that because you've got the smart keys, the uh, passwords, etc. So there is there is a decision to be made, like anything in asset issuance, that's going to create cash flow. Um, but of course, what we do is diversify across all pieces. We we we, we take cold storage to make sure we've got that uh, in our own custody. And the reason the reason we're able to keep building that situation is because we've got assets at work in various ways across the blockchain. Oh, to as, build as those assets cash generate flow. cash flow, yeah. then you can move that to your cold storage. Sure. Mm. Sure. And that's basically the pension plan, if you will. Oh, okay. I like that. You know? And this is what I love about this space. Everybody is able to do that with some education and some guidance. And what you do and what this call is very good for and what we try and do with our academy and everything we represent now is we install that knowledge into people um, for the right reasons. We don't give them a belief that this coin is going to the moon or Bitcoin suddenly go to $100,000 and let them follow unicorns and rainbows. We bring them through a process. Yeah. And, and, and that's a much more powerful realization that, that humanity needs, Dwayne. Yes. Let alone us at the cutting edge of these these things as we are. I mean, this last run up that we saw in Bitcoin to forty thousand, uh, just anyone who knows anything about trading, uh, a fifty percent Fibonacci retracement is not out of the question. Uh, that would mean a drop back to twenty thousand, and nobody wants to see that. Everyone fears that. But to anyone in the audience, let me just maybe calm your fears, a retracement to 20,000, as painful as it might be in the short term, in the long term, it's going to give strength to this bull market. It's going to give it the energy to take us to that next leg above 40,000, wherever that might be. How long will it take for that all to happen? No one knows. We don't know the future. God didn't give us that ability, but we can know once you understand markets, once you understand how to read a chart, once you understand things uh, like Fibonacci and how markets work, you can weather those drawdowns with, with some peace of mind, knowing that that's just a part of trading. It's part of how markets work. But during that drawdown, if you are earning money off of your crypto assets, then it's it's not quite as painful, I guess. No. And in trading, what we love about it, and we trade as well, we like to trade with what you've just described. We don't trade with new capital. We, we, we trade with our assets and, and, the, and the growth inside it by us putting them into these various platforms inside the blockchain. So. Trading for us is very much a cherry. Um, it's an accelerator, obviously, if you understand what you're doing. Um, and we certainly don't get too hung up on uh, pullbacks and, and, and upticks in, in, in Bitcoin or, or any other blockchain, because we, the reason we're involved with blockchain is not about the near term. It's about the fact that it is based on a fixed supply. It's algorithmic. It is what it is. It cannot be changed. It's immutable. It's technology that is yet to be realized in the vast majority of the planet. And therefore it's a given over time that Bitcoin, for example, 
will become more valuable than it is today. And why, why are we so confident about that? Because we compare it to gold. Gold has proven that over many thousands of years and Bitcoin is, is now proving it itself in less than 10 years because of its fixed and firm and limited supply. So it's a, we, we live in very interesting times, Dwayne. I don't have a calculator handy, but at the current price of point zero zero seven, uh, what's the U.S. dollar value of seven hundred and forty nine thousand G nine nine coins? So let's have a. I've just grabbed one out of the uh, the draw here. So let's just do that real quick. What do, what price do, are we seeing in Triple Nine right now? Showing point uh, zero zero seven. So you're looking at just over $5,000. Okay. And then it says you need a stable VPS server on which you host the master node wallet. And that has to be online 24 seven. Do you have yep. a company that you rent? I know that you can rent servers from like Amazon web services and a number of other places. Is there one in particular that you use that you recommend? Uh not particularly. We, we we actually use, believe it or not, a platform provider out in uh, Lithuania okay. um, for our nodes called Time for VPS, okay. um, which I don't necessarily recommend, but I don't I don't uh, have any problem with either. But um, could you we just use, them use all sorts uh, of... maybe you have an extra computer in your office that you don't use on a daily basis that yep. you can leave online twenty four seven? Yep. Could you just use that? Yep. Totally. Yeah. And I, I was alluding to it earlier that, that what I love about what G999 are doing is they are truly decentralizing the blockchain. So they are insisting that node holders are disparate across the planet on all sorts of different servers and computers. And this is how blockchain should be. So they're insisting on that. The, the, the market we're currently in means that you've got an awful lot of people who don't have the technical awareness or knowledge to be able to do it. So there's a big support network inside the GCCI community of people who can help you set up VPS um, or even your own central you know, uh, uh, server inside your own home. I prefer VPS because uh, you're insured. It can be moved if need be. And of course, having everything in your own home is susceptible to other risks. So. Um, we personally use VPS with our staking and noting, um, but what's listed there is, is all you really need to be able to turn a, a position into a cash flow. So if you've got a hard drive with a couple gigabytes of storage space, that's sufficient for the yeah. entire blockchain, I would think. Yeah, the spec, the, I'm sure it's on this page, actually, the specifications of exactly what you need as a minimum are listed on this particular uh, site somewhere. So pretty easy to uh, figure out for anybody who's technically. Yeah, here we go. There you go. Uh, Ubuntu. Now, do you have to use Ubuntu or can you use Windows? I don't know. You don't have to use Ubuntu. It's just, uh, just using it as an example okay. of what right, they would so suggest. A double core, 64 CPU, uh, four gigs of RAM. Uh, sounds like a pretty standard computer. Uh, 80, they yeah. recommend an 80 gigabyte uh, solid state hard disk. Uh, 100 gigs plus recommended. And a static IP address. 
Now, that's an issue that if you if you get your internet from your cable provider like Comcast, or here in Phoenix we get it from Cox Cable, you have what's called a dynamic IP address. And what I found over the years is my dynamic IP address rarely ever changes. Uh, I can't remember the last time it changed, but it's not guaranteed. What you want is, that comes with business class internet, is you get a dedicated IP address. And so if you're renting uh, a VPS from a company like the one that Sean just mentioned, they will give you a dedicated IP. An IP address is just like what it sounds like. It's your address on the internet. Just like if you walk out in front of your house and look on the curb, it's painted there what your address is. Well, that's static IP address. That's your address on the internet. Take us to burning. How does burning differ from staking and masternoding? Well, uh, staking and masternoding, their, their, their predominant purpose is to provide supply. So nodes very simply provide the uh, impetus on which um, coins are issued to the blockchain. And that is necessary because as people use the functions of the blockchain, the emails, you know, the, the, the merchant gateways, the, the various open source products and services, the dApps, obviously you need issuance of coins to allow uh, people to use the, the applications. The burning goes back to what we were talking about before with the deflationary model, that it's a algorithm that actually now is visible via a deflationary explorer, believe it or not, it's actually live now, the G999 deflationary explorer. Uh, and that's just keeping tabs on, on that issuance and burning coins in accordance with demand. Uh, and that's frankly all that's going on. So we, we use the term burning and that, that applies to the, the opposite side of what staking and noding is doing, which is to issue the coins. So it's, it's very neat, very clever and um, increasingly interesting, like I say, to repeat now that we know that even Ethereum is starting to apply the same model. Okay, I, I understand why a person would buy coins and stake them or, you know, get a master node. But just in passing conversations that I've seen in different groups on Facebook, and, and I may have misunderstood this, I got the impression there was a an encouragement to just go burn some of your coins in order in other words to decrease the overall supply intentionally by burning something you just bought is did i misunderstand that no no that, that that's akin to what i said earlier about the price maker we we as a community have the power to launch this particular blockchain and its purpose which is the most important thing is utility. We have an ability to determine the um, circulating supply. So all blockchains are born algorithmically with a certain supply. And that's very much the same as what's happened here with G999 quite naturally. But we get the chance to determine a supply position and a demand position. So 
all we're doing right now as a community is encouraging burning and incentivizing burning actually um to keep the supply or get the supply where we want it to be and we're also incentivizing obviously and educating people into a price maker strategy to create demand so they both they both go hand in glove using the community as the whale and we're the whale at this point if we work together we are yeah and, and that's key the community working together now i believe it's, what yeah. bruce was trying to show uh when i had it up earlier i had up the uh the actual price maker channel here the purpose of this screenshot was to show that as a concerted effort they went to one of the uh, smaller exchanges supercoin i think is the name coin super coin yep. super okay and they showed that they had the ability as a community to move price which they did mm -hmm. then of course as expected sellers came in and took mm -hmm. it right back down to where it was sure how long does this go on at, at, at what point and, and maybe the reason why this is being done in incremental steps why not everybody just go you know buy like there's no tomorrow and take us up to a quarter i think the official price maker uh i think the first tier of the goal of the official price maker channel is to get the coin up to a quarter and i think 50 cents and then ultimately a dollar can you explain that? Yeah, so what you're, what you're seeing there is, is just an experiment, and that's why we did it. We, we understood that we can galvanize community. I think very, very few people cause that effect, um, which shows you the power of it on I a small it was exchange. 20 or 30 people, it says in the post somewhere, how many people participated in this? Yeah, I think the highest buy order was $250. Yes, it was nothing. So. So, so that's just a, a way to demonstrate the power of what it is when people do galvanize, even, even though it was hardly any people. You'll notice the size of that group is over 14,000 people, yet less than you know a few mm -hmm. uh, actually made that happen. Now, so issue number one is why didn't more people do it despite the call to action? So that's a, that's a symptom of uh, education right. and awareness, okay? so. That's a process, as you know, that's a that's an education process. Um, all of this under the background of the fact that we can even have this conversation because we, we, we have so many people in ownership of an asset that is yet to be really born. Mm -hmm. Now, so that's one side of the equation. The other side of the equation is, of course, why would a price attain and retain itself over time with demand over supply if the demand is yet to be born? Uh, people with existing hold existing holders the vast majority of existing holders are literally that holders mm -hmm. they will hold the kind mm -hmm. you know they want to keep it on the cold storage they want to wait for a day when it becomes more valuable that's obviously the main uh, attraction of why people get involved but what we need is the secondary market so a big part of the reason that we track g triple nine in particular now just like we've done with uh, uh, other projects is we understand first of all the use case is imminent with regards to it actually being useful in human society mm -hmm. that's key that is demand and secondly we know that there's a huge marketing budget yet to be deployed okay so the, 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 the that 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 has to work hand in glove with the process so we as a 14,000 consumer user base in the world can do so much 
and in price maker channel which in the price maker channel uh, yeah that's exactly right it, yeah exactly it's, it's hardly um anything compared to the total ownership of youtube nine but like i say the people who are not in that community are very likely just to be holders or what we call mother fudders people waiting to sell at the nearest opportunity was what you saw there mm -hmm. so all you can do with this type of technology and blockchain don't forget is a peer-to-peer -peer community technology it's best served that way that's what we want yes we want the fact that it's decentralized and it's used on mass it's it's a wealth transfer mechanism it's a means of reducing wealth gaps not increasing them as the centralized systems do so we're going to go through these steps and phases but everything in the end is subject to the use case of the actual blockchain and things like the blockchain card here and other things coming out very very soon now will be the first products going out into the world that have real valid world use case that this can be used by my, my, my you know. yeah i'm sorry you finish i didn't mean to cut you off i apologize no it's okay i was I, i'm just distressing the point that in our experience we, we we call it letting the market come to you okay so we assess the block the blockchain we look at projects that are closest to being adopted by the masses not by like people like us you know the geeks the traders the people who you know <laughs> really look at this in detail not everybody's like us Dwayne, believe it or not right. so we, we 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 have to get the masses involved and these cars that you're showing up now um very much akin to a wirex or a cryptarium or a crypto.com or these these visa based cards now that allow you and we live off these now it's we, like we are debit, our own it's a, it's a debit card in essence right yeah we, we yeah we 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 take great pride in no longer having to use credit or debit cards from our banks we use these types of cards by basically spending the positive cash flow from our own assets so if i go and, into and a convenience what, store to buy a bag of chips i'm you just paying the, tap this on I'm the counter the, i'm yeah. paying the store owner in us dollars but the yep. funds are being drawn out of my crypto account correct okay well that's beautiful and what a lot of these well there's there's a reason, there's a double reason it's beautiful one one the, the fact that you can even do that in the first place in other words you've got full control over your assets paying for your life mm -hmm. but two what these types of technologies do in the most simple form they'll give you a reward we use cards that reward us in satoshis every time we use them in other words bitcoin but these next generation cards are now going to an even further stage where they actually reward the network they reward the community so as we help these cards be passed into the world through peer-to-peer -peer, uh, 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 communication like i'm doing right now on this call with you guys people start to use these cards if those people are affiliated with me because i was the person who introduced them to owning the card in the first place every time they spend on the card i create an income mm. and so on and so forth so what's happening here is a natural decentralization which leads to a natural reduction in the wealth gap because it's no longer centralized banks that are necessary in order for people to live life. That's exciting. I, I don't know of any other. I mean, a few years ago when Bitcoin first became popular, it's still not mainstream yet, folks. Uh, it's got no. so much more to go before we see, you know, what I would call mass adoption. Uh, I did share uh, with my audience, I think on Wednesday, when David Grant was on the show, uh, there's an app you can put on your phone called
called Lolly, and there may be other apps, but they're working with one of the major grocery store chains here in the U.S. I believe it's Albertsons. Now, it already works online, but this year it's supposed to go live in the actual retail grocery store. If you go in to get a gallon of milk, get a loaf of bread, and whatever else, and it's $19.50, you hand the cashier, you swipe your phone, and then you hand the cashier a $20 bill, and she's not going to hand you back 50 cents in coins. You're going to get 50 cents added to your Bitcoin account. The, the equivalent of 50 US cents, you're gonna, in other words, you're getting your change back in crypto as opposed to USD. That app is called L-O-L-L-I. And guys, if you check the discussion group, I've given you a link to it along with my uh, code so that when you uh, make money, I make money. I, I think that's a beautiful business model. It certainly is. We call it teaching people to fish, not being given fish. And under the auspices of current macroeconomics, whereby interest rates are on the verge of going negative, then we believe that this is a fair alternative to offer to the world. My friend, Patrick Byrne, longtime friend of this radio show, uh, quite a number of years ago, it's been three or four now, he gave his employees at Overstock.com, he held a meeting and said, guys, going forward, you can draw your paycheck in Bitcoin, or you can continue to draw it in US dollars. It's up to you to choose. The employees, obviously, that chose a few years ago uh, to start drawing your paycheck in Bitcoin, or at least a percentage of their paycheck in Bitcoin, uh, I guess they had to find somebody to replace that worker because that worker probably doesn't need to work anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're going to oh, see... Oh, it works, works because they want to, Dwayne. That's the oh, trick. That, that, that's such a game changer. When you get up every day and... We're, I think we should all, God created us not to be stagnant and sit on the couch and, and, and watch Springer all day. Uh, we should be out and about doing things, whatever God created us to do, making the world a better place. But being able to work at what you love, in fact, I think it was Steve Jobs, and he may have been quoting some old philosopher, you know, find a job that you love and you'll never work another day in your life. And that's where I'm at right here, right now with this radio program and with everything I do here at CFRN. Uh, I'm doing what I love. And so when it's time to go to work, I don't even think of it in those terms. It's, you know, yeah. some people love to paint. And so they look forward to the time that they get to go into the studio and paint and recording artists. They, they look forward to the time they get to go in the studio and make beautiful music. I look forward to the time when I get to go into the studio and create these broadcasts and podcasts and vodcasts. And, you know, I feel very blessed yep. and I, I don't want to ever forget how blessed I am. And, and you don't have to look too far, maybe just across the street from where you live, to find someone who's still grinding out the nine to five, you know, spending an hour in bump and grind traffic to get there. And then bump and grind for an hour to get back home. An eight-hour day becomes a 10-hour day. 
you're not appreciated for what you do, you have no control over what you do, and in your own mind, I'm sure you're probably underpaid for what you do. Uh, every time I go into Wait, a, a restaurant, my heart goes out to the server who's been standing on their feet for 12 hours, and it's a Saturday night when I know they would love to be at home spending time with their family, but they can't because the job that they know how to do, that they're qualified to do, that they got hired to do is, is what they're doing. So yeah. when you get that understanding, you walk with a great deal of humility and gratitude every day. So go ahead. Yeah. Is this something? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're, you're talking my language, Dwayne, and it's classic cash flow quadrant, which is Robert Kiyosaki, a very famous book that I encourage everyone to read. We, Dwayne, basically empower people to move right. We happen to use the blockchain these days for every man, woman, and child, if they so choose, to set up a business system that then they can deploy to put money working for them. And that's what we do. And I, I, I've worked over the years. We've employed people. We've built businesses and employed people. And when people ask me these days, they say, Sean, do you, do you employ people? I say, no, I empower people. Mm, I like that. I like it's that. such a it's such a better way because you don't need my wife i'm very well known for people for telling people in my communities that we that my wife's a nurse she's a part-time nurse mm -hmm. and right now we definitely need that that skill oh yeah she doesn't need to do it but she does it because she that's the way she is now so what people must, must understand is that being employed there's nothing wrong with it we need people out there to contribute to the fabric of society but what I get very passionate about is what you've just said. The person working as, as, as the waitress or the waiter, do that job, but also educate yourself about what it is to own an exit plan. And that is the gift that we give with regards to using this technology and the education goes with it to help that waiter have a visual on what their future will look like. And it doesn't it's require not you to fill up yeah. your garage with soap or vitamins or any of that, no, that no. kind of no, 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 nonsense. No. no, there's nothing wrong with that, of course, but, but we're, we're much more sophisticated because we, we don't teach people to chase income, especially devaluing fiat income. We, we teach people to create wealth. And all the things we've been talking about in this last half hour, Duane, are means and vehicles on which people can create wealth because it's assets based on finite supply with infinite demand and that's what people need to understand so I it's like a pleasure assets based on say that again i like that so so assets based on limited supply uh -huh. yeah okay that have value in of themselves to extend the point they have value in of themselves they're not valued simply because we compare them to a say the us dollar like the stock market is mm -hmm. yeah it, it, the, the things that should denote value are productivity efficiency innovation uh, imagination yeah. not mm -hmm. rep repos not printed currency not falsely inflated sense of value now we happen to be living through an era of history where that has become the arbiter of 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 price and of value and all we're doing we were gifted this by bitcoin back in 2009 with the white paper we've been gifted an opportunity to to unwind that but it has to be done on an individual basis using the technology and for the first time actually now 
in certainly in my experience, we're able to start to leverage a lot of the points we made today, Duane, to give that to every man, woman and child if they choose to listen. So you do a great job, we certainly do our best, and it's simply a case of doing more of this as, as the world turns. Well, Sean, you have certainly answered a lot of questions for me and for my audience. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on today. And uh, when the next big question crosses my mind or I get, as I get questions from the audience, uh, I'll be in touch with you. I'll see you on the Internet and I'll invite you back for another show. No, Dwayne, always a pleasure. I appreciate everything you're doing and um, we are kindred spirits. So let's just keep this moving forward and, and, and keep providing this insight. It's always a pleasure. Keep the ball in the air. I'll see you on the Internet. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, thanks Dwayne. Okay, guys, there you have it, Mr. Sean Maloney. Uh, very kind of him to take time out of his busy day to come and share and inform. I want to remind all of you that we have a regular Saturday morning Zoom call. It will be happening tomorrow morning. I have put in the discussion box, the chat box, uh, both on the GoToWebinar and out on YouTube. And it simply says, if you want to take a free look at this opportunity, if you want to get a free account, and there's no catch there, there's, there's no obligation. Uh, we have a small group inside of this much larger thing that we were just talking about. It's called the Golden Journey. So check the chat box or just simply do this. Send an email to goldenjourney1022. Let me just drag it up so you can see it. Golden Journey 1022 at gmail.com with CFRN in the subject line. Put your name, put your phone number, and then Kathy or Don, maybe Paul, they'll respond to you. They will invite you into the Zoom room. In fact, if you email them today, they'll invite you into the Zoom room today. And they'll you know, answer all of your basic questions. If you want to open a free account, they'll help you do that. Uh, if you have an, interested, an interest in actually uh, purchasing G99 coins, they'll show you how you go about doing that. But understand it's a free, no pressure, no obligation opportunity to you know, look behind the scenes, get in the back office, see what it's all about, all that. And the, the small group I'm talking about David Grant was on the show Wednesday. If you missed Wednesday's show, just go to youtube.com slash CFRN. Find Wednesday's show. The title is G99, The Golden Journey. Uh, on Wednesday's show, we talked about a 100-year-old woman in Africa who never had a bank account and had never dreamed of having a bank account. Uh, she now has a bank account, and she is or has now an income stream she's not getting rich overnight but this is money that she never ever would have anticipated having and the beautiful part of the story the even more beautiful part i guess is jessica as i believe her name was 100 year old grandmother i guess great grandmother she didn't have the money to purchase any coins. And so this group 
the 1022 group, they sponsored her. Call it the sponsorship model. Or the, uh, David used another term the other day, scholarship, scholarship model. <coughs> so she's now a part of the system, and not only did they fund her, they've now placed people underneath her. So as those people uh, do things with G99, uh, like Sean just said, when people that have entered under her uh, start using this card to make purchases and do other things, use the secure voicemail, the secure email, the communications tools, all the other uses that there will be for the G99 coin. Uh, somebody in America goes out to dinner, pays with the G99 card. Jessica in Africa makes a little tiny bit of money. And those tiny bits passively over time become larger bits. Till someday it's worth a Bitcoin. And that's something that anyone new to cryptocurrency should understand. It is a fractional model in that Bitcoin trading today uh, around 30,000. Uh, many people, I'm sure, think, uh, gee, I'd like to have one of those Bitcoins, but I don't have 30 grand. You, you don't need 30 grand. Uh, you can buy $10 worth or $15 worth or 20. You can buy any amount you want and you'll own a fractional percentage of one Bitcoin. So that, that's a deeper discussion than what we have time left for today. In fact, we're way over our time limit for today. And I haven't had an opportunity to fully recap all of the markets. I did show you the weekly recap. So this is how we're going to handle this. Let me bring back up that recap for this week. I have it here somewhere. Here we go. Okay. Every day in the room, Michael is teaching our members our methodology, our strategy, how to read the chart, how to read the indicators. I'm doing the same thing 24-7 in the discussion group. I'm also sending out these alerts around the clock because our goal is to teach you how to find your own opportunities in the market. So we give you living, breathing, trading opportunities so that you can put into practice what you learn in class every day. When you start with us, we want you to start trading right away, but not real money. It's very important that you start applying your education in your demo account in the simulator until you put together 10 consecutive days in a row where you reach your goal in 10 trades or less. Only then will our blueprint give you the green light to actually go live and trade one contract. Now, the alerts I showed you earlier are in a separate channel, this channel. This is the alert from yesterday that we went into great detail on, the cell 3841. First target, second target, third target, fourth and final target. 25 points, $50 a point, 
$1,200 per contract traded. If you've earned the right to trade two contracts, then it's $2,400. You've earned the right to trade 10 contracts, it's $12,000. But there's no get rich quick, it's one step at a time. You start in SIM, you put together 10 days in a row, and you go live with one contract. Your goal is to increase your account balance by $2,000 so that you can add that second contract with profit you earned in the market. And then trading two contracts now, you're going to earn the money to add a third contract. And you'll trade three contracts so that you can earn enough profit to trade four contracts. That's how our model works. So when you hear me say, once you've earned the right to trade X number of contracts, that's how you do it by increasing your trade size with profit one contract at a time. And because we're out of time and I haven't done the complete recap, I'm going to end the show now with our good word for the day. But then this afternoon, uh, I probably won't do it live, but I might. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll be notified via email anytime we go live streaming on YouTube. So I encourage each of you to hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to this on Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast, click the subscribe button. Won't cost you anything, but you'll be notified every time there's a new show to listen to or on YouTube to watch to. And going forward, I'm going to put the audio of every broadcast on Apple iTunes. We've been in Apple iTunes since 2005. And we have over 1,600 daily shows archived at youtube.com slash CFRN. So now we're going to be in both places because sometimes if you're driving, you can't watch the charts, but you'd still like to hear the show. You know, with YouTube, if you leave the browser window where the video is playing, unless you paid for the YouTube subscription model, the video stops. And I don't want anybody to be tempted to look down at their charts while they're driving. So we originally started out on iTunes from 2005 to 2011. We were an audio podcast. It was in 2011 that we started including the charts. And you could actually watch the show live in real time. And we've since 2011, we've archived over 1600 daily shows. So there's plenty to keep you busy over the weekend. So this afternoon, I'm going to go through and do a complete recap of all the logic alerts from last night, concierge alerts, everything that I would typically do during the show. There'll just be a uh, today's broadcast part two. So let us go right now to our good word for the day. Yesterday, we started talking about you and the gifts God gave you when he created you. So we'll stay in that same vein, part two, Romans twelve sixteen. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith. The takeaway there is we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. 
never say, I'm of no use to God, or, you know, the church doesn't need me, or there's no way God could use me. Because that's not true. You, by the, by the very fact that you woke up today and were able to fog the mirror, you are gifted by God. You are called to use your gift to bless others, build up the church, and display his kingdom to a watching world. Each of you should use whatever gift you have to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised. That's 1 Peter 4.10. Every Christian is a minister and has a ministry. You may not be over a church, you may not have a pulpit, but as a believer you are a minister and you have a God-given ministry. The ministry of the church is to be carried out as individual believers exercise their spiritual gifts in ministering to one another. And to the extent that you don't exercise your spiritual gift, you hinder the ministry of your church. And since the Holy Spirit decides which particular gift each of us receives, there's no place for jealousy and competitiveness. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, For who makes you different from anyone else? Well, obviously the answer is God. What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Each of us is gifted differently. Each of us is gifted perfectly. The Holy Spirit, in his divine wisdom, has given to each of us the precise gift or gifts that will enable us to function most effectively in the body of Christ. So friend, don't wait, don't put it off. Start using your gift today. And if you don't know what that gift is, ask God and then listen. That's a good word for the day. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell.
Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decisions.